Couples and money. Sometimes they just don't mix. Can conflicted couples find a way to manage their finances? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey says there's hope. Roy? Thanks, Chris. In virtually every study, how to handle money is the first or maybe second most argued about topic for twosomes of all types. Kenneth Ray is the author of a book called Stop Fighting Over Money, which focuses on how couples can manage money together. Okay, before we even get started, I have to ask you this. You say that you and your wife have gone more than 10 years without a single argument about money. Now, does this mean you haven't spoken to one another in 10 years, or <laughs> did you both happen to get winning lottery tickets the same day? No, no. Actually, we talk to each other a lot, and that's one of the things that's helped us avoid any conflict. Regularly, we sit down, I'd say about once a month, we sit down for a few minutes and discuss our finances. We don't have to go into a lot of depth, but we just make sure that we're on the same page about the decisions that we have to make together. Yeah, there are probably a lot of psychological, deep-rooted answers to this, but what are the main reasons that couples fight about money? Is it about power and control, or what is it? I think it's more control than anything, because most couples agree that they should pay their bills. You don't get many couples where they're fighting about whether or not they should pay the bills. Most of the disputes occur over what to do with the discretionary funds, what's left over. The questions become, okay, who controls what's left over? How much of it is spent for leisure? How much of it is spent for fun? How much of it is spent on my clothes? How much of it is spent on your clothes? It's issues of who controls the leftover money that normally get most couples in trouble. And how do you define that leftover money? In some cases, there is nothing left over. Well, that's something that you have to work on. In an ideal case, you would naturally have something left over. I think one of the problems that many couples have is that they don't have a handle on their spending, so they don't know if anything is left over or not. You have to determine what you're spending first. If you can determine what your spending is, it becomes crystal clear what other problems you have. I don't know the statistics on how many families actually keep a formal budget, but I think many people are completely intimidated by that whole process, you know, getting started in the first few weeks and that sort of thing. Do these computer programs like Money or Quicken, something like that, do they help much? Well, anything that helps you get a handle on your budgeting is a good thing. We simply believe in budgeting by putting the amount of money that you're going to spend on a piece of paper or on a spreadsheet and subtracting out your expenditures as you go. That's the way we do it, and it works beautifully. You know, we often hear these statistics about how Americans save practically nothing. Let's talk about saving as a couple. Many people just say, I don't make enough money to save anything. What I suggest to a couple, determine what you're spending, then you have to compare that to what you're actually making. For example, if you're making $3,500 a month and you're spending $4,000, you're never going to save anything. But you won't even know that your problem is that you're spending too much until you calculate your spending. So what we suggest is calculate the spending first, then that will help you determine if you can save. If you can get in a situation where you can cut your spending by $500 to make your ends meet, then you should consider how much further you can cut or how much more money you have to make to start saving. Probably one of the other things that's difficult for many families is one person is the clear breadwinner. They earn much more money than the other person, and that creates some uh, friction in itself, doesn't it? It certainly does. And one of the ways we handle that is by proportioning responsibility for bills based on the income. For example, if you have a wife that makes 60% of the income, our system suggests that she should pay 60% of the bills. And if the husband makes 40% of the income, he should pay 40% of the bills. After all the bills are paid, 
the 401k is taken care of, the savings. If there's anything left over, then the wife should get 60% of that to do as she wishes, and the husband should get 40% of what's left over to do with as he wishes. That sounds like that might be a tough sell in some households, though. Well, I'm sure it is, but matter of fact, it was a tough sell in my house when we <laughs> first started it, but my wife has determined, she's actually told me this, that even though she resisted this program at the beginning, she finds that she has more money to spend now than she had before we started. And the absolute very best bonus of this, we just don't have those constant conflicts and those power struggles over money. It's a little bit of a trade-off. You have to give up a little bit of control, but what you give up, you gain in harmony. Kenneth Ray, the author of the book, Stop Fighting Over Money. Thank you very much for joining us here on InfoTrack. Thanks a lot. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. To learn more about this or previous InfoTrack shows and guests, visit us online at TalkZone.com. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. Our announcer is Charlie Van Dyke. And I'm Chris Whitting. Internet services by Pear.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.